Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I warned you this was all a setup. The Democrats never do anything by accident. Nothing is a mistake. Every word, every comma, every period is calculated. There's a reason Obama was back on the scene to talk about disinformation. I warned you. I said it's about Hispanic voter turnout killing the Democrats, crushing and targeting Hispanic voters through racist censorship. And that's how this all ties into the disinformation new Ministry of Truth czar. I'll tie that all to you for you uh, together again. And what it has to do with Hispanic radio in Florida. Uh, strangely, nobody's covering this. The evidence is right here. The case is crystal clear. Don't miss it. Get a VPN, folks. Using your computer without a VPN is like leaving your kid with a stranger while you go to the bathroom. You know, some you know, most of the time you could be okay, but you really want to take that chance? Don't take a chance. Protect your privacy. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got one tweet by Sean Spicer, by the way, that sums up the whole weekend as well with the ridiculous White House Correspondents Dinner, this self-celebratory mess. One tweet sums it all up. Don't miss that. The photo from it is priceless. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go on this fine Monday. And we'll say what we want, brother. Yes, we will. And we will not be taking any instructions from the Ministry of Truth. Before we get to that, I just wanted to open the show with a little bit. It's Monday. So we got to ease into the week. Slow. We got to slowly <laughs> ease into the week. The White House Correspondents Dinner was this weekend. Um, folks, I, had a, I did my show live. We, we, I don't know why we did this James Corden skit broke into my shit. It was ridiculous. It was dumb. I hate this James Corden skit. It was ridiculous and outrageously stupid. Okay. I get the point. Uh, but, you know, who knows? It's, it's a long story. I'll have to get to some other time. But the White House Correspondents Dinner, otherwise known as Nerd Prom, this was weekend. It happened during my show. So there were various interruptions, right? Uh, but Anthony Fauci said that he's not going. You know, Anthony Fauci, he was like, uh, who's got like 72 boosters and claims to wear like 75 masks outside. He says he's not going because of the risk. That's kind of weird because the pictures of him surfaced this weekend, as Sean Spicer notes, at pre-parties. So he went to the very crowded pre-parties, but then to make a virtue signaling statement, he did not show up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. If there was ever a piece of evidence that summed up this whole weekend, it's this colossal fraud who has almost single-handedly destroyed Americans' faith in the public health infrastructure, Dr. Anthony Fauci, virtue signaling fraud, phony, and fake. Nobody loves Anthony Fauci more than himself. He's the smartest guy in the room. Just ask him. At the pre-parties in smaller rooms, but go to a bigger room? No, no, I got the chance to make a statement. I'm not going to that. The risk is too high. I'll go to the pre-parties first. What a fake, man. What a fake. People still fall for this guy's BS. It's hilarious. Hilarious how they've deified this total fraud. All right. Speaking of frauds, the Ministry of Truth story is not going away. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to triple down. Do not let this story go. The Constitutional Republic, as we know it, cannot coexist with a Ministry of Truth within the Department of Homeland Security. It is not possible. Email your congressman again, call the office again, and demand this thing be defunded. And congressional hearings happen immediately as to who idea, whose idea it was to try to squelch free speech with a ministry of truth when the United States government, because of the Bill of Rights, is prohibited, expressly prohibited from making any law, any law that would infringe on free speech. Folks, you know, one thing that's been left out of this, okay? Just quickly before I get to this uh, video here of our truth minister who lets the, who, uh, who just steps on her own cause here. Government has a process for truth. You guys know this? What's the process for truth? How do we find truth in the government, right? The government has a process. It's called the court system. Right. Established by our constitution and established by many state constitutions as well. We have a court system. 
I sue Joe because I don't. I think Joe defamed me by calling me talented or something like that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I sue Joe. I'm not. That's you, Joe. You did it. No, I sue Joe in court. There's a process. There's a process for that. Joe gets to go to court and defend himself under oath. I get to go to court in a civil uh, in a civil case. You have a different standard of evidence. You have preponderance of the uh, of, of evidence, and then the, you have a beyond a reasonable doubt in the uh, in a criminal case. You have a standard. You go under oath. There's a process for that. The process for finding truth isn't to establish a DHS ministry of truth, whose sole purpose appears to be obviously to punish people who say things that go against the narrative. Weird how that's not coming up either. We have a process for finding truth. Here's the truth minister, Nina Jankowski or Jankowitz. Nina Jankowitz. Sorry, I forget her name. <laughs> Nina Jankowitz, a new truth minister in the Ministry of Truth. Nina Jankowitz here, in an interview a while ago, gets busted here saying that the executive branch of government, which she works under, the DHS falls under the executive branch of government, Department of Homeland Security, where she works as the truth minister, right? Here's Nina Jankowicz saying here, the executive shouldn't have this power. It's really dangerous. Weird how, again, the left never seems to have any principles unless they can take advantage of a crisis to throw their principles out the window to gather and group power and, and hoard it in their own corner to attack us. Here, check this out. Imagine that, you know, with President Trump right now calling all of these news organizations that have uh, inconvenient for him stories that they that they're getting out there that he's calling fake news and now lashing out at platforms. I would never want to see our executive branch have that sort of power, um, and that's why you know the legislative process with our duly elected uh, officials is really important. That sort of consultative rulemaking process, um, and we can't just govern by executive order anymore. I think I'll leave it there. Uh -uh. I mean, that's literally the truth minister on, state, on, 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 on tape, on digital recording there, stepping on her own message that it's not only okay for the executive to enforce the ministry of truth as a new entity, but it's a good thing. That's her stepping on the message completely a while ago when it wasn't about Biden, when it was about Trump saying this is a really bad idea and they shouldn't have this power. It's almost like these people, just like Fauci, are a bunch of colossal frauds who don't mean anything like say, hey, anything they say, the judges ruled, the judge, the Dan Bongino show judge, I'm judge jury here uh, at the same time. We've ruled you're a big fake and a fraud. Now, last week I went through the history of the left with censorship, their love affair with censorship, these fake, phony, communist slobs, slobs, their entire longitudinal history of the left has been one of censorship. Why? Because the left has no ideas other than socialism and communism, which are grotesquely unpopular because they involve the usurpation of people's individual liberty and freedom and the stealing and theft of it, which is grossly unpopular. Take your money, take your kids, take your health care, take your freedoms. So they have to lie. And the only way the lie stands is when they can censor the truth so that you can't find him. Here, unintentionally, one of the legendary clowns of the media. Talk. This guy's going to be in our media talking head, dopey talking, talking head Olympics soon. This is a guy by the name of Dave Zerwick, a clueless zero, a total clown who goes on CNN and accidentally lays out the entire history of the left's desire to censor. From like the fairness doctrine to all these laws to stop people from speaking. He does this thinking, this is a hilarious part. This is great. Do you guys catch this? He does this <laughs> thinking he's defending the ministry of truth. Here, check this out. I think there's a bigger problem that when we focus on the personalities of people like Elon Musk and people say, oh, I think Elon's thinking this or that. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication in mm -hmm. this country. In 1927, we had the Radio Act. 1934, the Communications Act. Congress stepped in. We made rules. FCC wasn't great, but it's still regulating the broadcast industry. You right. can't use vulgar language. You can't do all these things with speech. We gave over our, our what amounts to our airwaves or our Internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk. And we are in so much trouble 
because those guys believe in making money. We've already seen that with the 2016 election mm. in Zuckerberg when he was taking rubles for ads from Russia and say, oh, I think it's crazy to think they had any influence on this election. This guy is one of the legendary jokers in the talking head community, an endless fountain fire hose of ridiculousness and absurdities. David Zerwick, who uh, unintentionally lays out the history of how the he even uses the word Giorgio control. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. we've controlled this. stuff. He lays out the entire leftist history of censorship. And then at the end has the I'm sorry, don't has the balls the balls at the end to say, you know, and Russia trying to interfere in our election with rubles, never mentioning at all that it was the Democrats who used Russia to interfere in election twice. <laughs> the 2016 Russia hoax and the 2020 Russia disinformation laptop hoax. This guy, you want to talk about a moron. This guy like Biden, I, I don't believe is... I believe that, you know, I always go back and forth between are they just lying? Or are they dumb? This guy I genuinely think is not intelligent. He's a genuinely not intelligent human being. He doesn't even realize he just laid out the case against against infringements on free speech by government and is totally unaware. Even the panelists are like, huh? <laughs> now, folks, this was his, <laughs> this was a setup the whole time. You know, I warned you, you're never wasting your time here. A couple of months ago, I saw the writing on the wall. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. Obviously, the Ministry of Truth is about generally suppressing conservative speech. We get that. But there's something very specific going on that has the Democrats in a panic. So, yes, this is about censoring conservatives. We get that. But let's get into a bit of the subtext about what happened here and why the Democrats are really melting down. If you live down here in Florida, there's been an explosion in conservative Hispanic uh, Spanish language talk radio. People with uh, conservative thoughts, liberty and freedom oriented. And folks, it's making a real dent. If you live down here and you follow the news like I do, you already know about it. The Democrats are in a panic. They want the stations banned. They want them taken off the air. They want licenses revoked. They can't take it. That Hispanic uh, Americans in, Spain or in, in, Span in the Spanish language radio may be converting a generation of people over to the conservative cause who traditionally supported Democrats. Now, I'll, I'll show you. I just pulled one. There's hundreds of these articles. October 21st of last year. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, over half a year ago here. Huffington Post. How This is left-wing maniac site, Huffington Post. This is how much of a panic they're in. How Spanish-language radio helped radicalize a generation of Miami abuelos. So talking about how grandfathers and Spanish-speaking grandfathers down in South Florida are listening to uh, Spanish-language radio. Look how they characterize it in Huffington Post. They were in a panic. This is racist right here. What the Huffington Post is saying is unquestionably racist. Lautaro Grinspan is putting on paper something unquestionably racist, that if you're Hispanic, you are too stupid to hear an alternative political opinion. Unquestionably racist. They characterize it as misinformation targeting Latinos comes from different sources, chats, WhatsApp, Facebook pages, and Latin American YouTube channels. Gosh, that sounds like exactly what they're looking to censor with the disinformation board. Many of these platforms translate conspiracy theories that originated English into Spanish. Notice, they make no claims what those actually are. But when that misinformation from unsupported claims about election fraud to anti-vaccine propaganda and everything in between, you notice how they leave that? They leave it totally general. They never actually put anything, what the conspiracy theories are, yeah. because they know they're not conspiracy. They never put them down. When it makes the leap onto Sp Miami Spanish language radio, a space dominated by Cuban Americans, uh, it receives a mainstream stamp of approval from stations that have in some cases been part of people's daily routines for decades. Oh, you mean the daily routines for decades, Spanish language radio that used to promote Democrat ideas. So now that a Republican leaning conservative freedom and liberty loving station has moved into the market, the Democrats all of a sudden want everything banned to, and they want it all to go away. This was a setup the whole time, the whole time. The entire time. Here's how they set it up. 
Who's the most popular Democrat we have right now? Of course, failed, uh, disgraceful President Barack Obama, who started this, uh, this nonsense, this totalitarian government we're now living over. They pull out Obama because he's still got some degree of popularity, and Joe Biden can't even get a sentence out. Here's Obama. Remember this a couple weeks ago? Notice how he says here in this speech that the censors don't go far enough. Here, check this out. I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough. Obama was trotted out there to soften up the media to get ready, wink and a nod. We're going to need you to ride this horse going forward. We are going to start calling for direct censorship of Spanish language radio and conservative content online. Now, part two of the setup. You've heard this before. I'm going to play it again. Notice how after Obama kind of, you know, waters the Chia pet, right? For the Chia pet to grow, the Chia pet of censorship. Notice how they have a minority congresswoman. They coordinate the Democrats. A minority congresswoman asks Alejandro Mayorkas, our DHS secretary, a question couched in, we're trying to protect Hispanic language folks against racism and misinformation. And Mayorkas then introduces the DHS Ministry of Truth. All coordinated. Check this out. Disinformation is being heavily targeted at Spanish-speaking voters, sparking and fueling conspiracy theories. DHS and its components play a big role in addressing mis- and disinformation in Spanish and other languages. Can you share what steps you've taken and what future plans you have to address Spanish language mis- and disinformation through department-wide approach? Um, uh, Congresswoman, we have a number of different offices engaged in this critical effort. Of course, our cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency um, has an entire effort focused on election security right. uh, as part of its mission set. Our Office of Policy, Office of Planning, Policy and Strategy um, also uh, is a leading effort. Uh, uh, our Undersecretary uh, for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair uh, with our Principal Deputy General Counsel, Jennifer Daskal, in um, leading a just recently constituted uh, a misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. Notice what he just said. A recently constituted disinformation board. Recently constituted. That's going to hold that in your head because that's going to come back into this segment in a bit. How they're now panicking because they know they've been caught. So just to be clear on this, this is absolutely targeted at Spanish language talk radio in Florida, swing state, because it is converting in droves people towards the liberty and freedom direction. And liberty and freedom is the enemy, has always been the enemy of the socialist left. That is exactly what this DHS board is going to target first, before the election. I'll prove it to you coming up in a second. And I'll mention the polls too, showing you how bad it's gotten. Let me get to my second sponsor first. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. So, why are they in a panic and going to attack conservative Spanish language radio in Florida? I'm, and I'm telling you, this misinformation thing is all about that right now. Because, folks, the Democrats cannot win without the coalition, air quotes. The coalition has always been minority voters, women, and younger voters, urban dwellers, too. That has been the coalition. If they lose black and Hispanic voters in mass, do you understand they have no mathematical way to win a national election again? Until that change, they have none. They have none. They've lost the working class. They've lost everything. If they lose a monopoly over minority voters, they're finished. Especially Spanish language speaking voters. The polls are devastating. I showed you the polls. You see them here. And folks, a new poll, 52% of Spanish voters, Hispanic voters, prefer the GOP. Who issued the poll? Yeah, Joe, who issued NPR? In case you say, it's a Fox News poll. It's an NPR poll, which probably means it's closer to 58%. Listen to what I'm telling you. The Democrats used to rely on 60, 70% Hispanic voter support. 52% of Hispanic voters in a left-leaning poll now prefer the GOP. Now you see why the misinformation board seems to be very preoccupied and leftists, I should say, are very preoccupied with Spanish language talk radio in South Florida and elsewhere. Oh, damn. Well, what evidence do you have that these companies are now targeting them? Oh, it's right in front of your face here. This came out at one of our favorite sites, Reclaim the Net this weekend. YouTube CEO meets with group wanting curbs on Spanish language misinformation. <laughs> May 1st, 2022. Did we not say this? Couple weeks ago, we didn't say. We didn't say. Chair of the CHC, that's the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, Dr. Raul Ruiz said, "We appreciate the CEO of YouTube, the disgraced Susan Mujiki, for meeting with us to answer our concerns on Spanish language misinformation. Lies cost lives, Joe." And the CHC continues to call for strengthened oversight and to push social media companies to bolster their infrastructure to combat disinformation on their platforms. Addressing the rampant spread of Spanish language disinformation remains an urgent priority for the CHC as Hispanics across the country increasingly turn to social media for vital information. <laughs> you, did we not? You're not wasting your time here, folks. This is May 1st. YouTube, Susan Wojcicki are disgraces to humankind. They are nothing more than totalitarian, tyrannical government tools to enforce censorship and to steal away freedom and liberty. The most evil company on planet Earth right now is Google, and YouTube is a subset of Google, of Alphabet. No, no question about it. Oh, by the way, uh, in case you need a little bit more evidence, here's Reclaim the Net, too. YouTube to shift video flagging powers towards NGOs and government agencies. <laughs> April 30th. 2022. Hmm. So let's just walk through that again slow. So Elon Musk, they find out through probably SEC filings, he's about to take over Twitter. Twitter's a tool for censorship. The left needs censorship to go and spread their filth and manure, information manure, all over the environment, the Russia collusion thing, the laptop disinformation thing. The left is the party of manure. And if you subscribe to that, you're manure too, right? The manure stream starts to dry up, right? They trot out Obama to say, hey, soften up the media. We're going to have to do a hard crush now of information. We're going to have to attack free speech directly through the government. Then a minority congresswoman talks to the DHS secretary where they leak out that they're forming a new truth ministry. Right about the time all this happened, they're having a real problem with conservative talk radio in Spanish. And all of a sudden, YouTube meets with the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, notes they're going to be working with the government to uh, crush free speech, and then meets with the CHC who says, yes, we need to crush more free speech, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. <laughs> you can't make it up, brother. You can't make it up. 
Here's Mayorkas who realizes now they're in a messaging nightmare. This is why when I open this up, I'm not letting this go. If the Ministry of Truth is allowed to proceed, the Constitutional Republic is dead as a freaking doornail. You understand? This cannot be allowed to continue. Email and call your congressman and senator again today. What are you doing today to stop this? Not tomorrow. They are going to interfere in another election using social media and Google to crush free speech and interfere in elections if this is allowed to continue. Here's Mayorkas, now desperate to change the debate because you did a great job. You, I know pointing's rude, but you did a great job. Take a bow. They are in a panic now because you expose them for the tyrants they are. Here's Mayorkas trying to frame this thing as a debate over the disinformation board supporting free speech. This has got to be of all the dumb quotes out of this failed human being's mouth. This failed human being, this has got to be the dumbest. Check this out. I believe that this working group that gathers together gathers together best practices, makes sure that our, our work is coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech, that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor. Really? Uh, you're safeguarding free speech? You, you should have told your, your czar of the Ministry of Truth, Nina Jankowitz, uh, Broadway singer, whatever she does, a PP tape hoaxer, Russian laptop disinformation manure spreader, Nina Jankowitz, queen of disinformation herself. Why? Because she gave an interview to NPR. And in that interview to NPR, she said this. She says, we need platforms to do more. And frankly, we need law enforcement and our legislature to do more as well. And then other countries that are looking at this, you know, the UK is an online safety bill, Joe, that's being considered right now where they're trying to make illegal this currently, the quote, awful but lawful content that exists online where people are being harassed. Oh, so you want to emulate that content you consider awful but lawful? Notice what I said, content Jankowitz considers awful but lawful. Yes, sir. Now I want to make it unlawful. I thought, wait, that's not possible. You just played Mallorca, said it's all about free speech, right? Yeah. Maybe you should tell your czar. Your, your Orwellian czar of disinformation. Maybe you should tell her that. She seems awfully in love with UK laws, prohibiting and restricting free speech. She considers awful. Maybe you should tell her. Now, you know they have a message crisis when they trot out Peppermint Patty, the most skilled liar in the administration. Again, another disgrace of a human being. Um, a woman who'll go down in history as the Baghdad Bob of our time. Here's Peppermint Patty. Um, they trotted her out this weekend. And when all is lost, what do they do? They blame it on Donald Trump. She said, yes, the disinformation board, that was a Trump thing. Really? That's interesting, because before I told you to keep in mind what Mayorkas was talking about, Mayorkas said that they recently stood up this new board. Well, if they recently stood it up, how did Trump do it? Well, the answer is Saki's completely lying and without a shred of evidence is just making this up. She pre presented no evidence whatsoever that this had anything to do with the Trump administration. None. But of course, because the media are part of the misinformation manure machine, no one questions it at all other than PJ Media, who was like, hey, uh, that sounds like disinformation. Trump started this. Robert Spencer says, now, wait a minute. Politico revealed the existence of the board on Wednesday. It said that the DHS was standing up a new disinformation governance board. The standing up locution is strange, but new is a fairly unambiguous word, right, Joe? You know, new, it's a new board. Yeah. Yeah, kind of strange. If the board is new, then it's not a continuation of a Trump administration initiative. Mayorkas, by the way, confirmed this on Thursday, saying we have just established a mis- and disinformation governance board in the DHS. He didn't say anything about continuing work began during the Trump administration either. Why didn't he say anything about that? Because they're making it up. These people are disinformation sewers. These people are filth, folks. They are destroying, destroying this country. Destroying this country. The liberty and freedoms we have come to enjoy are being destroyed by these people as they lie to your face and the media plays along.
By the way, something big happened this weekend. I want to get to, uh, just got to get to our next sponsor, but you know, race is always the vehicle by which they attack. Everything's racist. They typically make it up. That's the way they're trying to establish the truth minister uh, through racism. We're here to protect Hispanic voters because Hispanic voters aren't smart enough to process information, which is kind of racist. They were also using it to attack Tucker Carlson before the election to try to get him off the air. Did you see what happened this weekend? I'll get to that in a second. It's an important story. Disgraceful story. One of the most grotesque attacks I've ever seen. But the hilarious part is it totally, completely flopped. It was written by the New York Times by a guy named Dick Confessor. Yeah, Dick wrote, uh, attempted to be a takedown. It really took himself down, which is just glorious. Let me get to this first. Omax, living with pain is the worst, I know. It's more than just discomfort. It affects your whole life, sleeping, working out. It's not just, you know, occasional aches and pains. Uh, and finding a natural remedy sometimes is really hard. It seems non-existent out there. But you've heard me talk about the amazing cryo-freeze roll-on. I just got a new one here by Omax Health. Now they've introduced an even stronger version with three times the amount of CBD as the original. So if you're looking to get rid of occasional muscle and joint pain, while providing cooling relief, then you need to try the stronger breakthrough solution, cryo-free CBD extra strength roll-on. This stuff works. It's a non-prescription triple action roll-on specifically, specially formulated with 8.5% menthol to help block pain signals, reduce inflammation, improve muscle and joint flexibility. It's a powerful dose of 500 milligrams of organic hemp CBD and 0% THC. There's no high there. The best part is this natural remedy works as magic within 10 minutes. It's terrific. I use it on my left shoulder. Paula uses it on her neck. It just plain works. So if you're looking to get rid of occasional muscle and joint pain while providing cooling relief, then you need to try the stronger breakthrough solution, cryo-free CBD extra strength roll-on. No messy creams, no horrible fragrances, no artificial colors. It's super easy. Just throw it in your gym bag, take it on the go. I keep one on the desk here. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off their first bottle of cryo-free CBD extra strength roll-on plus free shipping. The discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's omaxhealth.com. O-M-A-X. Omaxhealth.com. Enter code Bongino to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide plus free shipping. That, my friends, is good stuff. Give it a shot. Omaxhealth.com. Enter code Bongino. All right. Get back to the show. So race is always their way to try to attack people and shut them down. It was a way to try to establish the ministry of truth. But the really good kind of rewarding part going forward about the left's constant lying about race and racism and that thing is, folks, these attacks have fallen completely flat. A guy by the name of Dick Confessor at the New York Times wrote a story this weekend. It's like a 10,000 plus attack piece word attack piece on tucker carlson uh nine reporters were involved supposedly they watched every episode of the tucker carlson show and they came up with joe a very bold conclusion yeah get ready i know you're going to be stunned that <laughs> tucker carlson is a <laughs> is a racist at <laughs> tip the great time really stunning um again written by a guy by the name of dick confessor now folks <laughs> as glenn greenwald noted today uh Typically, decades ago, a piece like this, a front page piece in the New York Times, claiming without any evidence, by the way, that you are somehow a racist. I'm serious. Decades ago, Joe, you've been in radio a long time. This was a career killer. Forget the New York Times. I yeah. mean, Joe, was, Joe grew up in Maryland, talk radio on one of the bigger stations over there, which is right in the D.C. market. It's right there. Wouldn't you agree if the Baltimore Sun, forget about the New York Times, if a much smaller, like the Sun wrote this on the front page, like you were done. Like yeah. that was it. It would be. And what happens now? Here's what happens. Tucker takes a picture of it laughing on his website because everyone else laughed too. I mean, the, the, the article was such a ridiculous hodgepodge written in like amateur hour English by a couple of morons at the New York Times that it was nothing but laughed at the entire weekend. This would have finished you off decades ago. I'm telling you. Now, it, all it serves as now is a vehicle for more people to go and watch Tucker Carlson because the New York Times is lying about him. Which they will do, they are panicking. They are feeling helpless, the left, right? You've got the Elon story. You've got the Disney story. You got crushed by Ron DeSantis. You've got polls going in the wrong direction. Netflix losing money. Folks, they're in a panic. The only thing they can do is double and triple down on censorship. And Tucker has right now the most powerful show in primetime cable news. So they think, oh my gosh, well, right, this will definitely take them down. 
This did, it landed with the biggest thud ever. Dick Confessor was crying the entire weekend that his story fell on deaf ears. Nobody cares. Now, Cernovich, who I follow, uh, two-pager today, as always, folks. Mike Cernovich, uh, his Twitter feed is really a must-follow. It really is. Um, his insights on a lot of things are just terrific. But Cernovich, he's at Cernovich on Twitter. He uh, tweeted out this weekend that they assigned nine reporters to the Tucker Carlson. Nine, folks. Apparently, this was a year-long investigation. And one of the th- reasons they came to the conclusion, ridiculously, Tucker Carlson is a racist, is, Joe, he reported on South African white farmers being attacked and killed. So for some crazy reason, the New York Times like, that makes Tucker a racist. So Cernovich notes that apparently none of these nine reporters thought to check to see if Tucker was reading about the South African farm murders in (laughs) the New York Times. (laughs) The New York Times. The New York Times covered the story that when Tucker covered it, they said he was a racist. Here they are. All Cernovich did was put in a search engine, New York Times, here are the headlines. New arrests and killing of white South African farmer. South African wine farmer in land dispute is shot dead. Flashpoint in South Africa. These are New York Times stories. <laughs> now you see why Dick Confessor wet his diaper this weekend? Oh, by the way, um, Dick Confessor, who wrote the piece, Town Hall notes, he kind of like slid this thing in like halfway down the piece parenthetically. He leaves out something interesting. What would motivate a guy, a, a failed human being whose parents must be ashamed to have spawned such a loser? What would motivate a guy like Dick Confessor to waste a year of his life writing about a piece the New York Times already wrote about, by the way, uh, South African farmers? Oh, Dick Confessor. Yes, look, as Town Hall reports, Dick Confessor is an MSNBC contributor. Oh, Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Eh, weird. You can crazy how he, you know, they slid that in parenthetically halfway down the piece, hoping 50 paragraphs into the story. Town hall notes, 50 paragraphs, kind of a big disclaimer, right? Yeah. Kind of like when that guy, Evan Osnard tried the same thing about me and my audience has only grown since then. So thank you, Evan. Um, Evan Osnard was a uh, contributor at another competitor of ours too. Weird how these competitors, write these pieces trying to take down their opponents <laughs> and then they fall with a thud and you wonder why nobody trusts the media anymore. Just strange how that happens. Now, there are real things going on right now. While the media obsesses over calling everyone and their mother a racist, uh, takes the Joy Reid approach to life. There are real things going on you're not going to hear about in the largely mainstream media because they're obsessed with wasting the front page of the New York Times to call Tucker a racist for the 10,000th time. Here's a story in WTKR. Folks, you're never going to believe this, man. Well, you may believe it, given everything I've told you. Another food plant fire. These are deadly serious stories. What was it? Last week, we covered, Tucker covered it too. There have been, not just one, we're talking a dozen or more, very suspicious plane crashes and fires at food facilities all over the country. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's happening. Why is it happening? I don't know. I don't know. If I knew, I would tell you. I'm not going to hold it back. I'm just telling you here, WTKR, Chesapeake Fire responds to industrial fire at Purdue Farms facility. Again, another one. Is anybody looking into this? We're in the middle of a massive global food crisis right now. Ukraine, one of the breadbaskets of the world, can't even ship their food products out of their port in Odessa because it's currently being bombed, Odessa, by the Russians. There's going to be a massive food shortage if we don't tighten this up quick. Food facilities, suspicious fires, plane crashes at these facilities. And is anybody investigating this? No. Here's what the elites are talking about. Remember Samantha Power? She was an ambassador under the Obama administration. Again, another failed human being. Knee deep in that whole uh, unmasking scandal. Remember her, Samantha Power? Well, Samantha Power was on a media station this weekend. And, you know, we have a fertilizer crisis, too. You think it's bad enough we got a food crisis? We got a fertilizer crisis. Why? Fertilizer, modern fertilizer, a lot of it is made from petroleum chemicals, oil and gas products. Well, we have a major fertilizer shortage, too. No fertilizer, no food. So you think Samantha Power would be concerned about this. But no, she goes on TV and admits, hey, it's time to take advantage of this crisis. 
you know, we don't like cows farting and all and gas from animals because we believe in green, greenhouse gas hysteria, right? That the world is going to end in 12 years, right? So this is a good time to take advantage of the fertilizer crisis. And without any evidence whatsoever, she says, it's time to start replacing it towards manure, you know, because that would be better, you know, organic type farming. Oh, really? Okay. Is there any evidence? for that? Well, first, let's listen to her. And then we'll see if there's actually any evidence for what the left says, which let me give you a sneak peek. The answer is typically no. Check this out. Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer. And even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost. And this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So never let a crisis go to waste. But we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. So amazing. Usually they leave the part out that they're trying to take advantage of a crisis. Not Sam Power. She's not even smart enough to do that. Never let a crisis go to waste. This is a great time. Great time to get away, to get away from, from petroleum and oil producing fertilizers. We're going to go natural. I thought they hated cows farting and stuff. Now they want to use the manure of animals, cows and other, what is it? Um, now, you know, you would think to yourself, okay, Sam Power projects herself as some kind of elitist, really smart person. She's really an imbecile. Um, you'd think she would just put in a search engine, uh, you know, organic farming. How did that work out? So that took all of about two minutes. And what did I find in Sri Lanka? Organic farming went catastrophically wrong. A nationwide experiment is abandoned after producing only misery. Reuters fertilizer ban decimates Sri Lankan crops as government popularity ebbs. <laughs> Oaks. I'm not kidding you. This is, again, not hyperbole for a fact, okay? It took two minutes for me to find these stories. So we've tried this. We've tried this in other places. A conversion from fertilizers, from petrochemicals to organic fertilizers. Uh, and it's led to deprivation, starvation, crop wipeouts, that stuff. And, of course, Samantha Power wants to try it again. Why? Because a lot of these fertilizers come from oil and gas. The left hates oil and gas because they believe in uh, global warming hysteria that we're all going to die in 12 years. These people hate your guts. They really do. And they're not even hiding it anymore. Again, usually they leave the crisis taking advantage part out, not Sam Power. She's not smart enough. After this, I want to get to a Thomas Sowell piece where Thomas Sowell talks about this with leftists, how they base all of their stuff on faulty assumptions. And when you've based everything, if you believe two plus two equals five, your math is wrong from that point on. You get it? You will never have, if a scale is always off by 10 pounds and always measures you 10 pounds less, you will never, ever get an accurate reading. You'll be reliable. You will. Reliably wrong. If you're 240, it'll say 230. If you're 280, it'll say 270. It's reliable. It'll say 270, right? It's always off by 10 pounds. But it's always wrong. That's the left. They're reliably wrong all the time. Because they assume government will solve problems. I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor first, Podium. Podium, if you own a business, you know there aren't enough hours in the day to waste playing phone tag. The list of customers you need to reach doesn't get any shorter, especially when business is good. That's why local businesses everywhere turn to Podium. Podium makes every interaction as easy as sending a text. So everything that makes your business great can get done faster. Podium isn't just a better way to communicate. It's a better way to do everything, gathering reviews, collecting payments, and even marketing to your customers. Podium makes it all as easy as pressing send. You won't just free up more time. You'll grow your business and get more done. With Podium, you'll close deals with customers before the competition even has a chance to call them back. It's a critical tool. Join more than 100,000 businesses already using Podium to streamline their customer interactions. Get started for free. Go today to podium.com slash Bongino. That's P-O-D-I-U-M dot com slash b-o-n-g-i-n-o or sign up for a paid podium account and get a free credit card reader restrictions apply that's podium.com slash bongino podium.com slash bongino start today okay so samantha powell is a leftist totalitarian so the solution to losing elections obviously with the left is the assumption that government can fix it start a ministry of truth ban people 
Uh, we have a shortage in fertilizer. The government's going to come in and mandate that cows drop more loads on fields. <laughs> I mean, it's just disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Right. So Thomas Saul, this is an interview he gave about his, his great book, Vision of the Anointed, that changed my life, where he says, the reason the left keeps destroying society piece by piece, year by year, day by day, minute by minute, is because everything is based on a faulty assumption. The scale is wrong. And it's reliable. It's wrong every single time, but it'll never, ever be right because of the faulty assumption. Check this out. The media elite, the uh, academic elite, political elites, and, I, and the reason we can talk about their vision, even though they obviously vary in their opinions, uh, is that the basic set of underlying assumptions about the world are very similar. Um, and because these assumptions are the prevailing assumptions, uh, the need to find evidence for them or to offer proof is much less. If something, ha if something happens, they'll explain it in a way which will fit that vision. For example, uh, when they find that um, prenatal care is less among blacks than among whites and that um, infant mortality rates are higher, uh, they immediately assume this is because of society's neglect. And therefore, if only the government will step in and provide more prenatal care, that, that problem solves itself. But in reality, uh, other groups have even less prenatal care than blacks and don't have any more infant mortality than whites. Uh, but they don't ever get to that second stage because once they've seen something that fits their conception of how the world works, that's sort of the end of it. That is so beautiful. He uses the example of prenatal care. How if your assumption is the government will fix all your problems and where there's a lack of government, there's a, you know, they, they have to introduce more. He uses the example of prenatal care. That's a perfect example. How no matter what the evidence says about actual prenatal care, which he just presents, that that's not really the issue. The government, they don't care. To, the, you know, to a hammer, everything's a nail. So when they see a problem with a food shortage, the government sees this big Green New Deal agenda it wants to power itself. So it sees a vehicle to then say, yes, we're going to try this other path, even though the evidence is right in front of them that that organic path has impoverished and starved people to death. They don't care. They don't care. To a hammer, everything's a nail. Couple of more stories proving my point on that. Did you see this story this weekend at a National Review and elsewhere? Major, major scandal with the FBI. What's the difference between a totalitarian state, which we're rapidly moving towards, and a free state, a republic, or a representative democracy? What's the difference? I've argued to you over and over the biggest difference is there's a public and private self. In a constitutional republic, where our individual liberties are protected. We are free in private in our own lives as long as we don't violate the law and violate the civil liberties of others. We are free to do and say what we want. We can say stupid stuff. We can say smart stuff. We can attack the government verbally. We can attack the president verbally. We can do whatever we want. You're free to call Trump Hitler like you did a thousand times. You're free to call Biden cognitively impaired. You are free to do what you want. That is a private matter. There is no distinction in a totalitarian government. Everything is public and subjected to public scrutiny. Look at this report. FBI conducted millions of warrantless searches of Americans' data in 2021. New report. You really believe you have a private self? You really believe they're not watching everything you're doing now? Folks, read the story. It's about FISA, 702 authority under FISA. The accumulation of data from the NSA, I'm telling you, don't put anything down online. I'm, I'm just warning you now. Don't put anything down online, folks. They are watching every single thing you're doing out there. By the way, December 31st, 2023, this uh, authority to do this expires. You should probably get your congressman on the record now what they're doing about this authority to accumulate data on millions of Americans. You are entitled to a private self. All right, I got a couple more things to get to in the remaining minutes of the show. Uh, again, Democrats, without evidence, assuming government will fix a problem, they see that there's a, a university high, a student loan crisis, college loans um, exploding. They don't mention to you that they actually caused the crisis. They leave that part out. Why? Because it's always good. The assumption is government will fix the problem. So even though government caused the problem, they see themselves as a vehicle to fix it. Great article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend, the taxpayer con of the century. So perfect example of what Thomas Sowell said. Democrats see a problem. Student loans, a lot of it outstanding. Government's going to take over the student loan market, which he did under Obama. Nobody pays back their loans. Government then forgives loans and makes you pay other people's loans. Here, 
They say, remember how Democrats sold their student loan takeover as a money saver? They did that to pay for Obamacare. Now millions of borrowers can't or don't want to repay their loans. So Biden says he may cancel their debt. The taxpayers who repaid their loans or didn't go to college will pay instead. Perfect example of what Thomas Sowell just said. How when your faulty assumption is that the government is the solution to every problem, you will continue to double down on failure. It doesn't matter how many people get hurt. The scale is always 10 pounds off. It's reliably wrong every time. Listen to me. It will never be right, that scale. If the left's ideology were a scale off by 10 pounds, they will be wrong with every single thing they tell you to do. All right. In closing, talking about misinformation. One of the vehicles the left is always used to promote the horse manure sewage factory of misinformation they put out there, the collusion hoax, the PP hoax, the laptops, Russian disinformation hoax. One of the vehicles they've done are blue checkmark people in the media who are now just straight out totalitarians. One of them is this hapless buffoon, Jonathan Chait, a, a global laughing stock. Big, big PP tape hoaxer, by the way. A man with the credibility of a, a one-winged uh, river gnat flying off the uh, St. Lucie River here. So Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Chait got uh, humiliated this weekend again, trying to pump up the Democrat Party and blame the Republicans for totalitarianism. That's really weird. We're trying to shrink government, shrink the power of government, expand the power of individuals. Kind of strange, right? So Jonathan Chait, clown show, uh, he insisted conservatives are inventing imaginary abuses of power by the Democrats. He used a weird example. Twitchy covered this. You can read it in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter. He's like, these conservatives, man, they're always inventing these abuses of power by the left. He says a good example is he cites the IRS targeting scandal. He says this is a good example of how conservatives invent imaginary abuses by Democrats, which they use to justify their own authoritarianism. Yeah, that's really strange, John, because as his Twitter user notes, the IRS actually admitted in a legal, uh, in a legal settlement that it expresses its sincere apology for mistreating a conservative organization called Lynchpins of Liberty, along with 40 other conservative groups in their applications for tax-exempt status. They literally admitted to it. This information, folks, it is a manure factory on the left, and you can always count on the media to be the Praetorian Guard of lies and dishonesty. Jonathan Chait, no big coincidence that he was a pee-pee hoaxer too. They love this. They love it. The sphere of individual liberty is collapsing. Do not let this ministry of true story go. They have nothing. The left has censorship. It is all they have moving forward. They don't have a single freaking idea to solve this thing other than government, which has failed you repeatedly. It is reliably wrong. Censorship is all, all they have. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Small favor to ask. Please subscribe to my account on Rumble. We are not on YouTube anymore. We canceled YouTube here at rumble.com slash Bongino. You can listen and see the podcast there. Also, uh, you can subscribe on other platforms as well. But rumble.com slash Bongino, we really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.